Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. There are thousands of amazing self-help books out there, but what happens when you're struggling at the moment and need help now? Well, my new book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook, is your new go-to self-help book. I wrote it specifically for when you don't know how to overcome a challenge. Each chapter gives you a framework on how to tackle your situation. I help you focus on what already works for you. Your situation today may be different, but the emotions you're currently feeling, you felt them before, and you did something that helped you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. This book is specifically written to help you overcome any obstacle you may face. Purchase your book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. Once again, purchase Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. My guest today is Lily Sanders, who is an author, creative, coach, major media expert, and speaker. She has consecutively been awarded one of the top 10 coaching experts in New York City. She is noted for her book, Truth to Triumph, and was also given the New York City Big Book Award for Distinguished Favorites. Lily demonstrates her gifts through voiceovers, storytelling, writing, and speaking. As an intimate partner violence expert for major media TV, she myth-busts the global beliefs about abuse to bring insight and evoke change and shared compassion in our global community. Welcome to Lifeology. Thank you, James. It's wonderful to be here. I am looking forward to this. You and I were just catching up. You were on my show, which is a small little radio show four and a half years ago. So I'm so excited for you to come back. It's, it's going to be good oh. to catch up and see all the things that you're up to these days. Absolutely. And it was my, it's an honor to have been invited back on. And I love to see all the things that, that we've both been doing and expanding in our lives. Yeah, it was neat in our pre-call. We were talking about that in the four and a half years, all that's happened and evolved. And so, you know, it's, it is interesting to see when, if anybody can do this, it's not just you and you and myself, they can reflect on where they were. And so a lot of situations may not change, may be as big as it is, as maybe obvious in some ways, but when we look back on, are we a kinder person? Are we a more gentle person? Are we a more loving person? So there's a lot of different attributes that we can demonstrate. So it doesn't have to be this big, you know, pie in the sky aspects of change, but it's so good when people can reflect to see where their growth is, because there's always growth, whether we realize it or not. 1000%. When you were on my show, we talked about your book, Truth to Triumph, and that's how I got to know you. It was, it's a fantastic book. I mean, obviously it's still getting so many accolades. But you really told your, told your story about how you grew up because you're not, you weren't this polished person that's sitting in front of me today. You went through so many struggles in, in so many different ways. And I think that's why you're so relatable in a lot of ways is because you know what it feels like to be heartbroken. You know what it feels like to be in domestic violence. You know what it feels like to be in a family that just can't cope and that you had to step up, you know, to be the mother when you're just a little girl <laughs> of your siblings because mm-hmm. unfortunately your mother wasn't able to do that. So you have all this, this insight and knowledge. When you reflect though on the person today versus that little, versus that little girl, what's the same and what's different? Oh my goodness. What a question is that? Well, <laughs> what, is, <laughs> what is the same is my laughter my silliness, silly Lily seems to explain me pretty well. <laughs> and, um, and, and, but what's really changed it for the better is for me to really be able to express my heart and to really be able to contribute 
everything that I've learned to anyone that uh, has lost their voice. Yeah. You know, yeah. in any in any life situation, and not just about domestic violence, in any situation. You know, uh, I we I believe that whatever we choose to create, you know, um, that's mm-hmm. that's how a choice, and that's something that really really tells us what we're looking to manifest in our life and what we choose to create, you know, we can truly have. That's a good point. You know, sometimes we don't realize that even like our house, it is a 3d vision board. So if I, if my house is demonstrating perhaps the loneliness, depression, isolation, whatever that might be, if for whatever reason, well, then I'm actually living in loneliness, isolation, depression. And so it's important that we realize that everything around us is an opportunity to use it to our benefit. When I say use, I don't mean exploit, but it's to enhance us. And so the people with whom you associate, those people, are they lifting you up or are they tearing you down? So everything we do, that environment, what, what influences us determines that choice that we make. Often we forget we do have a choice, like you said, in every single thing. If we don't say something, that's a choice not to say something. If we do say something, that's a choice to say something. So even though it feels like our choice is taken away externally, how we internalize something is our choice. Absolutely, James. And, you know, speaking of how we say something and how we internalize that, that inner voice is, is, it, it, it speaks volumes to what we actually, what actually happens in our tomorrow. You know, what mm-hmm. we say about something, what we say about ourselves, what thoughts that we latch onto, what thoughts we say, that inner voice, what is that inner dialogue saying is really determining what you become. Yeah, and so if we have the choice to shift that, if we have the choice to, to change the narrative, we, we, we decide to change our life, right? Change, yeah. change the story, change your life. That's true. It's interesting. We all have what's called a core belief. And I always tell people the way to tell, and I'm sure you do this as well. The way you know what your core belief is, is if you do something that's silly or you're embarrassed about it, and if you say, James, you're so stupid, or what is wrong with you? You're so ugly. You're so fat. You're so this. In that moment, whatever I just told myself, and that's what we talked about the inner dialogue, if I'm aware of what that is, then I can reflect on, wait a minute, is that even true? Am I stupid? Am I ugly? Am I fat? And so what happens is those core beliefs are usually timestamps that we are either told as kids or something happened, and we automatically assume that that must be true. And so what we do as adults, we keep telling ourselves that over and over and over again. So as a little kid, I hear it. And as I get older, I keep telling myself that. So when those situations happen, it's it's almost like a Pavlovian response in the sense of I, this happens. So therefore, this I have to immediately say I'm stupid or I'm dumb. And so the, the great thing about that, though, is we recognize that's not true. I can say, wait a minute, that's not true. So who am I? I'm smart. I'm attractive, I'm kind, I'm loving, I'm loyal, I'm generous, I'm pure, whatever those things are. So when you can fill in the blank with that, that starts to change your core belief and you can become who you really are as opposed to the limiting self-beliefs that unfortunately we all have experienced in our life. Absolutely. And I, you know, I call those belief systems BS. And <laughs> there you I, go. I, just, I love that. Yes, <laughs> really. And, and I'm going to change that. And so that the yeah. belief systems serve serve me, serve others in a real yes. harmonious way, right? One yeah. of the things that um, that people ask me, even in, as an expert in what I do is, oh, they're always bringing up backgrounds on people's, like people's past and family imprints, right? People mm-hmm. talk about that all the time. Family imprints and and is that responsible for people, you know, in these unhealthy relationships growing up or 
going into drugs or alcohol yeah. or what have you. And James, I, I, I'm going to bust that myth if I can, yeah. because we, can we, can we get, you know, imprints from our upbringing and can they affect us later in life as an adult? Yes. And yes, but it doesn't have to, exactly. it doesn't have to. Yeah. I mean, I can attest to the lie of family imprints in that the mm-hmm. apple okay. does fall far from the tree mm-hmm. for those who believe that there's so much more than just an apple. Yes. And there we go back to those belief systems, right? Yeah. And what do I mean by that? Well, you're not your mother. You're not your father. You're not your family name. Mm-hmm. You're not your bank account. You're not the car mm-hmm. you drive. Yeah. Well, then who are you? Exactly. Right. And I say, there's a quote in my book, Truth to Triumph. And I say that uh, we always remember how perfect and significant you are in the landscape of the universe. In fact, mm. it's something that I, I quote as a, um, to my son as, you know, when, when you have your, uh, who you're writing the book for and you put a little quote in there. And, mm-hmm. and, and because I believe, you know, to underscore what we were saying before, I truly believe that what we cognize we become, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how much we feel and how deep we feel and how, how clear we imagine anything. And how specific that our desire is, is completely responsible for making our dreams or a reality or our nightmares. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I I really appreciate you saying that. And it's true. And everything we do, it's, we, 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 like we said, we we are our own author of our story. I always tell people as well, and just to piggyback of what you're saying is every event in our life is like a jigsaw puzzle piece. We've all done jigsaw puzzle pieces. We know, we, we know where the borders are. We're like, oh, that makes sense. But then what about those times when we're like, where does this piece go? I, I don't know. Maybe this is, the, you know, this, this isn't supposed to go there. But when we isolate an event, that's how it is. Like, I don't understand this, this, where this piece goes. But when you get perspective and perspective is a thing. And of course, you know, this as well as perspective helps us understand where it fits into our life. I may not like what happened. I don't appreciate it. I don't think it was okay. It doesn't let someone off the hook. But what do I do with that? So when we find that perspective, that piece links with this piece and this piece links with this piece. And pretty soon we, we are who we are today. And we're like the tapestry or the picture of all those pieces together. But if we can find one thing we like about ourselves, so there's many things people can find, but if they can find one thing, if they hadn't gone through all those other things in their life, would they have that one thing that they really love? Probably not. And so it's important to say, well, I don't want to go through the skin <laughs> at all, but if I really like, I really like my kindness. So if I like my kindness, probably couldn't have gotten that if I hadn't gone through all those things. So it doesn't mean it's okay with that, but it's, it helps us find the perspective of everything that we've experienced makes up who we are today. And if you like parts of who you are today, it's, it's that's a way to reframe everything you went through. Because if you like where you are today, just imagine we're going to be moving forward once you have this epiphany of, oh my God, I can be whoever I want to be. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love that you're saying this, James, because that was one of the things, and I, I always think of things as like pieces to uh, this puzzle, right? Yeah. And that was one of the things that made me decide on on my current path as far uh-huh. as like, like, do, like, you know, of course I'm still coaching, but really my current path as a, as a speaker and as a major media expert, because after I launched my book, Truth to Triumph, I, I went on the radio tour, as you know, because that's where uh-huh. we met uh-huh. and I continued to coach clients and I help them in a variety of different ways, expand their lives, which, which was awesome and continues to be awesome. But speaking of that piece, um, along the way, what I found was that there was, there was that piece missing mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. uh, where uh, where I was today and what I experienced in the past years was somehow that purpose piece, mm, right? Oh yeah. That purpose yeah. piece that needed to bring everything all together and really answer uh, the why, you know, the purpose, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as for, for why, why I'm here, what I'm supposed to do. And so as time went on, I realized that understanding something like intimate partner violence mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and true education on what that really means, how to really identify it, mm-hmm. um, how to understand relationship health and everything that goes with that. That was when I decided to start speaking uh, oh, and, and really have a target audience for young sure. adults mm-hmm. uh, on how to identify the disguises behind domestic violence and intimate partner mm-hmm. violence. Because what I found that, and of course, in turn, learn how to cultivate loving, healthy relationships. Yeah. Because what yeah. I found is that it's not innate. It it does need to Correct. be learned. It does mm-hmm. need to be taught clearly. I mean, because look at the statistics, yeah. right? Yeah. One in three women one in seven men, you know, it's the statistics are, they're not going down, sadly, uh, mm-hmm. it, which, but, you know, learning how to cultivate this loving, healthy relationship really starts with the relationship with self. Yes, and ironically, yes. when I came to this whole conclusion, ironically, when I put that little piece of the puzzle in there, and certainly this isn't random, that's the essence of my book, Truth to Triumph. Yeah. yeah, it really is when you think about that. Yeah. Wow. It's yeah. always it was interesting. You wrote that before, but it's interesting now. You wrote it for a purpose, but then to, to years later, you're able to see even beyond the 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 perspective even more, the the profoundness, the profundity of that, being able to see how it's impacting in so many, so many amazing ways. I did want to tran- transition into that because with the um, intimate partner violence. So there's domestic violence and now it's intimate partner violence. So there's a transition in the wording of that. That is something really important because I, I think a lot of times people have certain ideas of what that looks like. I know in, in psychology, we, we talk about different attachment disorders or excuse me, attachment struggles people have. So there's a secure attachment, which is a healthy connection. There's an anxious attachment, which is always so anxious that the person's going to leave you. And then you have the avoidant attachment is the person who's just like, it's too much. I have to get away. But what happens is when in relationships from a psychological approach is we often misconstrue what love is. So whatever we are modeled, what love means, then we try and replicate that because we think that's love, but that's not necessarily love. That is just for the most part. And, and there's no judgment whatsoever because we all experience different things, but that's usually this attachment style that's, that was modeled to us or what we internalize. And so we think, oh, I, this is love if I do this to this person. Or, and so we often think that's love, but that's not love. And so I'm sure you'll share with us as well of the difference be- between what those things are, because if, if it's an unhealthy patterns that are elicited by either partner, and unfortunately that is not love, that is this, this unhealthy dynamic that causes a lot of pain, literally either emotional pain or physical pain. Hmm. Yeah. Well, let me turn. Let me turn the interview on you for a moment oh. as a psychologist. <laughs> I, what from from the from the perspective of a psych uh-huh. of, of a psychologist yeah. is love considered an emotion? 
it's interesting. So love is, so the limbic system, the limbic system is the aspects of our body that, that gives us emotions. And so when it gives us emotions, that's where people say this is chemistry, et cetera. Well, it literally is chemistry because your body's creating all these different neurotransmitters, et cetera. So we have that, but love is, I, that's a really good, interesting question. I would say love is, I can see it abstractly. I haven't been asked this before. That's a great question. I would say, let me, let me think this out externally. Say mm-hmm. this. I would say love is an emotion, but it's also a action. I would say it's mm-hmm. both. I would see mm-hmm. it as both. I can connect with love, but my actions, whether the person's there or not, can still demonstrate love as well. So I would say both. Did I get it I, right? Yeah, I love it. Okay. No, I love that. I love that because, you know, sometimes we look at something in a very, uh, uh, from the mind. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we look at it, something maybe analytically mm-hmm. or in a very like, you know, brain like way, which I know as a psychologist, you know, you, mm-hmm. you're accustomed to doing this. Sure. And then when we think about, you know, love and we take away the emotions and just see what's left, we take away the story of any situation between, sure. let's say, intimate partners, mm-hmm. even even between yourself and maybe an employer, because we have relationships with everyone in all lives, Mm -hmm. your relationship with your neighbor, your relationship with your partner, with anyone, right? When we take away the story that we keep telling ourselves Mm -hmm. and uh, which winds up taking away the emotion behind what that's driving the story, then what's left is just the essence of what uh, of who we are which is which Mm -hmm. is love and it's a matter of okay so now what what does that mean you know because it's 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 really not something that's logical love is not logical love is also not it's not always i love you you know i know plenty of couples that i've coached that could say i love you but you're such a blankety 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 (laughs) idiot and i'm like uh yeah, no, that's not the thing. <laughs> yes, right? So, so it, it's 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 interesting because it is it's not it's not always innate. A love is innate because it is essentially an energy, but it's not really learning how to express love and behave in a loving way and and strive and and or making harmonious outcomes as your driver are two different things, right? Certainly, especially and, if you have if different attachment styles that get in the way from that. Like it, it is going to seem as if it's it, our own stuff gets in the way of what a healthy relationship is can often be. Yeah, you know what? And great segue, just 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 to bring something topical in to give your your listeners an example. You know, we look at the recent um, Depp Heard case, and I bring this up mm-hmm. because it was so global, right? Yeah. And um, look, that is what became like the global population uh, mm-hmm. during the process of the trial became a real issue um, because we saw a large part of the world chiming in with these hateful memes and on social media platforms and mm-hmm. expressing their BS belief systems, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and, and uh, on what they feel distinguishes or identifies abuse. But sadly, what we saw was we saw abuse 
being mocked, not taken seriously. Mm -hmm. And it was, for me, in my perspective, a serious lack of human compassion. Now, to be clear, this case was looked at initially as a domestic violence issue. And yet, James, paradoxically, it it was this outlined outlined version or specifically outlined landscape of drug and alcohol addiction, Mm -hmm. like an Mm -hmm. outrageous overconsumption of drug and alcohol abuse on top of, and you would know as a psychologist, on top of codependency on both sides. Both celebrities were so codependent upon each other and both sides had so many addictions. and, and, And so you mix that in with abuse. Well, well, there you go. It's a perfect recipe yeah. for destruction and disaster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so the great like thing about all that is, yeah, exactly. All those things that influence us. It's, it's hard because the great thing is, is when people are aware of their struggles and, and, and so even if you don't know, like, oh, this is my struggle, we're like, you know what? I have a lot of learning to, to experience in life. And that is an awareness right there. And so the idea of what is my stuff? I know the other day I was talking to my partner and something happened and all of a sudden I felt something. It's like, wait a minute, that has nothing to do with, that has, this is my stuff, you know? And it was interesting. So when you can have that awareness of, wow, I totally overblew that. I mean, that's not, you know, it's, it's interesting to hear, to be aware of that. So I think if someone can recognize I am overreacting right now and that's totally on me. <laughs> and so we can have that epiphany. If I'm overreacting, you know, I'm like, okay, I need to take ownership for that. But if, if we don't recognize that, then it's easier for us to blame the other person and to take all this energy of our overreaction, throw it on the other person, and then it becomes their problem. If that person has their own struggles as well, then they throw it back on us. And pretty soon it's this volleying back and forth with something that shouldn't have been there in the first place that shouldn't be, even be a part of that conversation. But unfortunately, often that's what can happen. And then as we know, a lot of uh, part, intimate partner violence can happen from that as well. Yes. You know, and I... I- I completely respect that, appreciate that, agree with that. And it is the first step of just awareness that something else is going on. But just to kind of move that around a little bit, it's okay. If Okay, so let's say you overreact. It's okay. Judge yourself fine. It's okay. Because what it does is it really nudges you to say that little voice inside of James head, James's head and say, okay, what's really going on in you? <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? so, so there's a reason for it, right? Mm-hmm. And now it's a wonderful thing. Okay, so you're aware of it. You say, oh, oh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I reacted too quickly, you know, and, and so that gives you that opportunity to turn the lens in again, mm-hmm. you know, on, on yourself and also allowing the space between two partners, allowing it to be okay and just yeah. stepping back. Because remember, we all vibrate at different, um, mm-hmm. different kind of heights and levels and, 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 rhythms and everyone doesn't always vibrate at the same level Mm -hmm. right and if you're way up here and someone else is way down there as i put my one arm all the way up and one arm all the way down to the floor well then you might have to you know relook at 
why you're even in this relationship. That's a good point. It really is. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. not all relationships are made in heaven and men are made That's in hell. Right. Yes. I'm serious. I'm the first true. person to admit that. Yes, I've had those before myself as well. Unfortunately, Lily, our time is up. We can literally could talk. You're going to have to come back on my show anytime you want. That's totally fine. Yeah, we flew through this conversation. If my viewers and listeners want to find out more information about you and to purchase your book, Truth to Triumph, where will they find all this information online? Oh, wonderful. So head right over to my website, lilysanders.live. And you can uh, definitely contact me for any uh, speaking engagements, universities, uh, any symposiums, wherever. And also head on over to my site to actually purchase my book. I will also autograph it, send it out immediately. You'll see lilysanders.live uh, forward slash truth dash to dash triumph. You'll find it. And also head on over to my social media. There's a lot going on there. You'll get to enjoy some of the the things that I have to say and quote and some discussions that I have on Instagram, Lily Sanders author and my face and also my uh, YouTube, Lily Sanders. Wonderful. My viewers and listeners also know that if they cannot find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and I will link you with Lily Sanders. I, you don't need me to do this, but I highly endorse Lily. So anyone who's looking for an intimate partner violence expert and wants her to speak at any of these um, university schools, I highly endorse her. So Lily, thank you so much for being a fantastic guest on my show today. Thank you, James. Thanks for having me. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.